You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, hey, hey. I want to welcome everyone to this special Saturday morning episode of The Truth With Studi. You're like, what are you doing? It's Saturday morning, Studi. Uh, I know I go live on Tuesday nights at 7. But you know what? When you walk daily in the Holy Spirit, you can only do what you're led to do. And my, my goal, my anchor, my daily activity is whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you or me to do, whatever the Holy Spirit says to do, I do it. Nothing more, nothing less, so here we go. So, good morning. Good morning. Uh, If you're on the other side of the world, uh, my awesome listeners out there, um, India, South Africa, Japan, China, hey, uh, whatever time it is to you, or if you are listening to the recording, the rebroadcast of the publication, I want to welcome you too. And as always, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it is by no accident, but it is divine appointment. God brought you here for a reason. So as Jesus always said in those red letters in the New Testament, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I'm going to bring the truth this morning. Let it digest in you. You can spit out what you don't like. But all I ask is that you would ask the Holy Spirit, how does this apply to you? And how can you move toward what he's wanting you to do and wanting you to be? So let's get into the message. All right. So today I want to talk about uh, kind of a, I've been studying in a book about vision but I don't want to get so much into vision as I want to get into understanding um, Psalm 37.4. So Psalm 37.4, you want to turn there with me on your phone, your tablet, your Bible. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So basically here what it's saying is if we delight ourselves in the Lord, if we're walking in a spirit and we're delighting ourselves in him, he's going to give us desires of our heart, right? So you're like, oh, so, well, Studi, I want a Rolls Royce. So if I delight myself in the Lord, am I going to get a Rolls Royce? So let's get into this. What does that mean? And and I know some of you are already going to go there. You're going to go, wait a second, wait a second. Are you talking about that prosperity gospel? Um, you you can label it what it is. I'm talking about the gospel, which is the good news. What's the good news? Jesus came that you have life, have it more abundantly, to have give you eternal life, but also life on this planet. He reversed the curse of Adam. He's the new Adam. So he's given us life abundantly. He wants to give us everything because he's our heavenly. So our heavenly father wants to place in our hands and in our lives everything that he has willed us to have 
right? And so he wants us to walk, you know, in him so that we can have, first and foremost, that relationship, you know, through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit that we have, and, and be able to attain and accomplish everything that he's put in us. So what happens when you become a born-again believer, you know, John 3, chapter 3, John chapter 3, you, you, you can go study that, and there's a, a conversation with uh, a, um, a, a leader in the church named Nicodemus, and Jesus talks to him about being born again, being born again in the Spirit. And uh, that's what it is to you know, accept Jesus, to believe that he's died and rose again, and then also we have where the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us and lives in us. And, and so we have this relationship that we begin to build and we begin to know God. We begin to know our Creator so that when you become born again, that's the step that you take to where you begin to know who you are and why you are. Again, we are human beings, not human doings. So, you know, Luke 12, 34 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what does God want to do for you? He, he wants us to have good desires, right? He wants us to have good desires. Um, there's a scripture, and I, I just can't think right offhand where that's at. It may be James. Uh, no, it's in the gospel. It's in the gospel. It's in a couple of the, uh, the gospels. But uh, Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All you got to know where someone's heart is, is just to open your ears and listen for a little bit to that person talking to you. And what that you start hearing coming out consistently from their mouth, that's coming from their tongue, you know what's in their heart because Jesus tells us out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so when we are connected with the lord when we are walking in his ways right when we are in him to where he is just feeding us and we're in his word or where we need to be then what happens is god our creator our manufacturer he literally plants inside through his word through his written word and through his rhema word he's placing in our hearts as we live life on our timeline he's placing in our hearts the desires that are good desires those desires that are healthy desires right again that was luke 12 34 will also matthew 6 21 for where your treasure is there will your heart be also okay uh our heart needs to be in the heavenlies you know the, the scriptures say that we are not of this world when we become born again we become residents of heaven in the kingdom of god so we're no longer residents of planet earth you may be registered to vote in your state or city. You may be, you know, considered a, you know, resident of your country. But when you accept Jesus, you actually change residencies. And your primary residency is the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. You are 
a heavenly being. And at this point, you realize, and what the Word tells us, is that we're just here visiting. We're here for temporary time. We're not to set up a, a, a home here, you know, a future here. I mean, read the whole Scripture. I mean, <laughs> This earth, you know, PETA and all those people that says, oh, protect planet earth and mother earth this, mother earth. Well, first of all, there ain't no mother earth. There's a father God who created the earth. And if you truly believe the Bible, it says that this place is burning up. He's going to burn this place. Say heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So there, he's going to burn up this planet one day. And so this is just a temporary home. But while we are on this home, while we're on this planet, right, uh, we are aliens here. We are aliens here, but God has us, and he is giving us, he has given us a dominion and authority on this planet. We have authority to speak things. We have authority to call those things be as though they were, those, those things that are the invisible, the visible, right? But to accomplish our goals, to accomplish the purpose that God has made us for, again, we have the owner's manual. We have the instruction manual. It is the Bible. It is the Word of God. And when we get into the Word of God, and we don't read it just to read it as a book, but we actually allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through the Word of God, and also speak to us with the, the, the word where he's give us revelation and what's called the rhema word of God, then that's when we begin to realize what our purpose is. And he places those desires in our hearts so we can fulfill what he's called us to do. Okay. And so, uh, again, let's go back to that Rolls Royce thing or, or, or say you want some, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, how do we differentiate what's good? what's the good desires and what's given by God and then what's not. Well, Ephesians 2.3 says, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature the children of wrath, even as others. So, um, so there is a fleshly desire, right? So we have this battle going on. We've got two dogs, and the dog that you feed is the one that's going to get the girth. The dog that you feed is going to get bigger and grow stronger. So, again, we have our spirit man, right? We have our spirit, and then we have our soul, which our soul consists of our emotions, our conscience, our thoughts, our mind, right? And then we have our fleshly body. Uh, but the things of the flesh, those are things that are carnal, those things that are seen, those things that are desirable by the sinful nature that we inherited coming all the way down from Adam and Eve from, from the fall of man. And so that's why naturally, that's why we naturally, from the time we're born, we, we become naturally attracted to the things of the world, the things that satisfy the flesh, the things that are not of God. And we get pulled in that way, and that's why people seek out happiness and fulfillment, and they find themselves trapped in materialism, in drugs, in alcohol, uh, in um, 
basically, you know, trying to co- climb the corporate ladder to gain power, being ambitious, and, and you know, or, or being a glutton, eating, eating food, eating things that are not good for you and things again the desires of the flesh sex right um uh, and and when i say sex i mean in 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 a bad sense of it that you know i'm just going to go for a hookup right i i'm going to have a girlfriend just to hook up i'm uh, you know god has created intimacy to be in the sanctity of um the covenant of marriage and 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 to fulfill the first commandment ever given to adam and eve and that's to procreate to be fruitful multiply so Anyway, I just want to differentiate. These are the lust of the flesh. So the desires of the flesh. So when your heart, <clears throat> what's in your heart? What are your desires? If you truly meditate upon what your desires are, and those desires are really leaning toward the flesh to satisfy the natures of the flesh, then you can do the litmus test to know, hey, that desire is not from God. That is that natural inclination of the flesh. And, we, of course, what, what does Jesus say? We must take up our cross daily. We must kill the flesh on the cross every day um, and, and, and walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the nature of the flesh. So, and so the thing is, is when we are walking, right, it says that uh, when we become born-again believers, we are new creations the oldest gone and that's why i love how jesse duplantis says it he says i can't sin i'm a dead man walking what does he mean by that um if you are dead to sin that means you can't sin you're dead to sin you're a dead man walking i'm dead to sin but i'm alive in christ okay and so if i'm alive in christ and i'm dead to sin then the thoughts of God become my thoughts. I take on the mind of Christ. I'm walking with my armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the the belt of truth around my loins, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the using the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Right? The the feet, my feet are fitted with the shoes of the, the gospel of peace. Everywhere I'm going, I'm I'm spreading the good news, right? And so when we are like that, when we were in this state, then we are one with God and we are walking in the Spirit, and that opens up our heart for Him to download, the Holy Spirit will download those things that we need to desire and those things that will bring joy and satisfaction and fulfillment to our lives, uh, including up to your vision of your life, uh, your career, your vocation, um, who your wife should be, who your, you know, your children, you know, he, you know, where you need to live, what kind of house you might live in, what kind of vehicle you might drive, what kind of clothes you might wear. Uh, It can get down to the intricate details of your everyday life. God will place those desires in your heart, right? And then by faith, right? Scripture says, <clears throat> believe and you will receive those things that you ask for in prayer. Uh, in James, it talks about the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean? That means when you pray, whether you're a man or woman, if you're a child of God, when you pray and you pray in faith, you're going to get answers to your prayers. 
And you go, well, wait a second, but we're sinners. No, no. Therefore, now there is no condemnation for those in Christ because when you come to Christ, he takes all away, he washes you in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It gets you cleaner than Clorox bleach, let me tell you. <laughs> you can go get the highest potency of shout it out. If y'all ever use shout out, shout, right? It's uh, You can put that, I, I, I put some on some white jean shorts the other day and that had all this black stuff I'd set in and I couldn't get it out, so I, I shouted it out. I sprayed it with shout, threw it in the washer with some bleach, right? And I'm telling you what, those white jean shorts came out whiter than my white, you know, than my white t-shirt, then whiter than paper, white on rice, whatever. And that's what Jesus does. He turns our horrible, dirty, what 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 the Bible says our, our sins are filthy rags. Our righteousness is filthy rags. He goes and cleanses us. He gives us a bath. He gives us a shower. You know, in that spiritual bath and renews us, redeems us, makes us whole and new, cleanses us from every sin that we've ever committed or will ever commit. And now, and now, if you, if you listen to some of the past messages, it says that we can come boldly to his throne, right? Because why? Because we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We are clothed in his righteousness, and God's a holy God, and so in order to approach his throne, in order to approach the holy holies, remember when Jesus died on the cross? Remember the veil? The veil was that thick, thick, huge, tall curtain that separated in the temple that where men could not go in into the holy holies. Only designated priests at certain times could do that. And they had to be consecrated to do that. Well, now, because of Jesus' death on the cross, when he said, it is finished, and he died, one of the first things that happened was that curtain, that veil, it was ripped and torn in two, not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom, because God himself ripped it, because now the veil is removed from all time. Now we have access to the throne of God through the blood of Jesus and through his grace and mercy was what he's done on the cross and have that full redemption now as co-heirs with Christ that we can boldly approach the throne. And that's why we, it says that a prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So what's your desires today? What is your desires? What are you having faith and believing in, and does it line up with God's will? And you're like, well, Michael, how do I know how it lines up with God's will? Well, God's will is his word. Does it line up with the basic word of God? Is it in his written word, and or has he revealed it to your spirit with his rhema word? That's how you know it lines up. Trust me, I, I remember <laughs> I used to obsess over being in the perfect will of God. Years and years ago, my precious dad, my precious father that I finally got to meet when I was 18, praise God, and established a relationship with. I remember years after getting to know him, I, I called him on the phone. He lived about almost two hours away. And I, I said, Dad, I, I said, man, I just, uh, I'm kind of stressed. I just, I just want to make sure I'm in the perfect will of God. And I'll never forget one of the most wisest piece of information he ever gave me. He said, son, 
He said, do you realize that you have to actually work extremely hard to get out of the will of God? I'll never forget that. That made such a tremendous uh, impression on me that day. So you, you just like you just like me, right? You really have to work hard to get out of the will of God. And so his will is his word. He's going to lead you, right? And I want to end it in this, that Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm was written. It's a psalm of David. David said, uh, the word of God says that David was a man after God's own heart. David had a relationship with Jehovah God. He had a relationship with the creator of the universe. He had a relationship with the one that when he said, let there be light, and he spoke the universe into existence. And so David understood. He understood that if he delighted himself in the Lord, this man delighted himself over and over. You can read through all the Psalms, and you see where God worked through David and David sang songs and he wrote songs and he delighted himself in the Lord, right? I mean, it's where we get Proverbs. We get where we get the, and, and we actually get the very verse. And so it's Psalm 37, 4, delight also, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Do you think David just wrote those song lyrics there uh, because he was just making up a song or did he experience it? Of course, he experienced it. He had gone through so many things, and God had placed desires in his heart and fulfilled those desires, and so understood that. So you too, remember, you too, you are God's sheep. He is your shepherd. Apply Psalm 23 to your life and understand and know that goodness is mercy. Goodness and mercy. They're following you all the days of your life. Now, you maybe have been listening to this, and you're like, Michael, I am not living for God. I've never believed in a God. I've never believed in Jesus. Or you may be in the faction of those that said, you know what? I once believed in him, but I've, I've walked away, or I'm not living that life. I'm not living that consistent life. I, I view Jesus as my Savior, but you know what? If, I, if I'm honest with you, Michael, I'm honest with you, Studi, Jesus is not the Lord of my life. Well... We can make that change really quick here. Uh, pray after me. Say, Father God, I am grateful for this moment right now that you've given me, that your grace and mercy has given me another chance that my life has not been taken yet. And so I have a chance to breathe new life and, and become a new creation in you. Right now, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again on the third day. And I confess with my mouth that you are not only my Savior, Lord Jesus, but that you are my Lord. Now come dwell in me, Holy Spirit. I will make you the Lord of my life. 
Make my desires your desires. Place your desires within my heart, and may they be fulfilled in me. Work out your plan in me every day and help me to get up every morning and ask you, Lord, what do you have for me today? What would you have me do today for your kingdom? In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Now, if you've prayed that prayer, mark it down. It's it's uh, August 19th, 2023, and you can start this new life. And, and now, mind you, with this new life, it's not going to be easy. When you walk by faith, you will experience many battles. But praise God with those battles. You're like David. You're going to experience many victories. So get ready to receive the victory. And don't limit God. Know that he wants to give you everything that he's he, he's given what he's created and what he's provided for you don't limit him don't think that something's out of reach okay hope this message finds you well and yeah yeah that's right on this special saturday morning you can't deny that you have been served the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth by your man here, Studi. Hey, listen, tune in Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. Be blessed. And Studi out.